This is the audio version of the blog post from November of 2019 on seven fascinating and important things that I learned from reading the Bible. I was surprised to find out how much I didn't know about what is in the Bible. Even after going to a religious school from grade school through high school and attending various religion-based churches throughout my life, I thought I knew all the quote important parts, but what I found out was I was missing the details, the very important details. I only knew the big picture, mainstream biblical stories. These details from the Bible answered several questions that I had. Number one, spiritual warfare. This explains why certain things happen. I never heard of spiritual warfare or understood this until reading the Bible. So this topic may immediately make you think, "Uh oh, she's one of those crazy people. That would have been my reaction too before I read the Bible. But after reading the Bible, it became clear that we are subjects of the spiritual war between God and Satan, also known as the devil, Lucifer, and other names. We were created by God, but given freedom in our choices. But Satan continues to try to gain people, turning us against God through sin, because sin separates us from God. God gave Moses the Ten Commandments for us so that we could identify sin and stay away from it. The book of Job mentions Satan being in the presence of God, telling God he was roaming the earth. In fact, the entire book of Job is about Satan testing Job, trying to turn Job away from God. Peter also mentions Satan roaming the earth in a similar way. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Jesus was also tempted by Satan for 40 days in the wilderness. That's according to Matthew 4, 1 through 11. Why is this happening? Uh, Satan had once been a high-ranking spiritual being, but filled with excessive pride. He wanted to be God, wanted to be worshipped, and was disobedient. So God cast him from heaven. Satan is described as an intelligent, uh, the father of lies, deceitful, clever, the accuser of us in God's presence, the prince of the earth, and powerful. Also, the Bible states one-third of the angels were cast out with Satan and considered fallen angels, and these spirits also align with Satan's efforts. But God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, is more powerful than Satan or anything evil. From the beginning of the Bible until the end of the Bible, there are stories of the ongoing spiritual battle, sin versus obeying God. It is also stated that if we are, if we are not for God, we are against him. If we do not have the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, we are at risk. In the Bible, Jesus cast out spirits that no one else could conquer, but then his disciples and apostles also were able to do this after Jesus ascended to heaven. This was 
because after, well, the apostles were filled with the Holy Spirit and the casting out of spirits was done in the name of Jesus, not by any other power. But then there was this unsettling story about some Jewish people who knew of this power and thought they could do the same as the apostles, casting out spirits in Jesus' name. And they were successful until one demon actually spoke to them and attacked them terribly. The story is in Acts 19, verses 13 through 16. The spiritual war is mentioned in Ephesians 6, 10 through 12, written by Paul, an apostle, approximately 60 AD, which states, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the powers of the dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Number two, God uses unexpected people for his purpose. This is another fascinating detail uh, that I learned from the Bible. Growing up, learning about religion, I always thought the famous biblical people were special, different, good, holy people. But in reading the Bible, they were not. Or maybe they were good at some point, but they failed at some point also. Some examples are Moses, who delivered the Ten Commandments, actually killed a man. But it was a man mistreating someone. Moses also, surprisingly, had no self-confidence in fulfilling God's request, but God kept pursuing. Moses was chosen by God to further God's purpose. David was also God's chosen one, but he arranged for Bathsheba's husband to be killed so that he could be with her. God punished David for that by their first child's death, but and David accepted God's punishment. He repented, and but never turned from God. David and Bathsheba's next son, Solomon, became a great leader and built a phenomenal temple to worship God. But he also had numerous wives and relationships and later worshiped idols. But he also fulfilled God's purpose and had a significant role in the Bible. Joseph was the youngest brother and was mistreated or treated like he was insignificant by his brothers. But God gave him the gift of interpreting dreams and put him in an important role in Egypt. Paul had persecuted Christians, but Jesus appeared to him and temporarily blinded him, calling him for God's purpose. Then Paul changed. Paul is the one who wrote most of the letters to the people of various cities found in the New Testament. The main point is the people who were significant in the Bible were not who we might have expected, but God chooses people for his plan and purpose, and Jesus often said, the least will be the greatest. Another interesting, fascinating thing that I learned from the Bible was, how do we get to heaven? That's a real good question to to know the answer to. I have to admit, growing up, I thought that we had to be, quote, good to get to heaven. But after reading the Bible, that is not how we get to heaven. We could do all sorts of good works, but still not get to heaven if we don't have saving faith in Jesus. The only way to heaven is faith in Jesus. 
but faith without works is not the saving kind of faith. If we have true faith, it'll be demonstrated by our actions. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 tells us this. James 2, verse 26. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10. Matthew 7, 16 to 23. The next thing is number four, a fascinating thing, believer defined. And it's not what most of us think or thought. This was significant to me because I, like many people I know, thought that if we say, I believe in Jesus, we are saved. But that's not how the Bible defines a believer. Finding this out truly changed my mind and also made me realize it's not that easy. This is something that I think a lot of people don't understand, the biblical definition of believer. It makes a tremendous difference too. A non-practicing person is not a believer, according to the Bible. Read 1 John 1, 1 John 2, 1 John 3, 1 John 5. <laughs> a true believer. These are, th these are descriptions of a true believer. A true believer has friendships with those redeemed in Jesus, lives as Jesus instructs, admits and confesses our sins, doesn't think that they're sinless, keeps God's commandments, loves God, not the worldly things, does what is right, seeks to maintain a pure life, experiences less sin in our lives over time. We don't keep sinning if we're a true believer. Shows love to other Christians. Walks the walk, not just talks the talk. Has a clear conscience. Then number five is repentance. John 3, verse 3 and 5. It's necessary. Repentance is defined as deep sorrow or regret felt for a sin that we committed, followed by deeds that demonstrate repentance. That's from Acts 26.20. 20. Repentance matters each and every time a sin is committed. Ezekiel 33.12. Jesus preaches repentance. Matthew 4.17. John wrote, we know that God does not listen to sinners. He listens to the godly person who does his will. That's from John 9, 31. It sure sounds like getting right with God comes before God will consider answering a prayer we say. Obedience. It's necessary. This is repeated over and over in the Bible. Follow the Ten Commandments, which can be summed up as love God and love your neighbor. If you practice love, then you will be keeping the Ten Commandments. Love is another word that is defined in the Bible and is probably more comprehensive than we think love mean, what love means. Read Romans 12 verses 9 through 21 and 1 Corinthians 13 verses 4 through 8. And then number seven, our purpose. This was an unanswered question in my mind for years, but the Bible answers it. In Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's handiwork created in Jesus Christ to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. 
daily reading and prayer. After reading the Bible, I realized how it can transform a person's mind in a good way. Like anything we repeatedly pay attention to, we begin to absorb. So it's important to me to have something good as a focus. The Bible is God-inspired, so this is a way to begin and continue building knowledge and understanding of who God is and more. I read the Bible out of curiosity and ended up realizing that there were many important things I didn't know. As I read the Bible, I began summarizing sections, impactful statements, and creating a visual that I can go back to in the future to find a quote that stood out to me. My goal is to post daily, eventually, to keep me focused on reading the Bible. You will see there are quite a number of posts already made from when I first started reading the Bible. Uh, this is talking about my Instagram faith account. Um, it You can find it at faithfsh for Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So I hope you find some of the information um, beneficial to you that it helps your life in some way because that's why it's there. So everyone have a good rest of your day or a good evening if you're listening to it at night. Bye.